We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association ND. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. What's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P. Joe Pizapia, and welcome to the Rotowire DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm your host, and joining me every Friday is the one, the only Rotowire's own Johnny McKex, John McKechnie. What's going on, my man? Oh, man. Well, the, the office is still standing after all the NFL news that, that came out today with Zeke uh, getting suspended and Sammy Watkins getting traded. So somehow everything is still. Uh, you know, intact. No one, no one's running around with their hair on fire up here. So, uh, definitely handling it pretty well. I, I feel like. Yeah, six games seems a little excessive. I'm sure yeah. it's going to get cut down, but mm-hmm. my goodness, it's going to be fascinating. And I have the flex draft tomorrow in New York City, so that'll be fascinating to see. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. What What are you gonna do? You know, you get up and you see that news, and you go, "All right, well." <laughs> I, I didn't think I'd be thinking about Darren McFadden this much today, but here we are. Yeah, so we a lot of Darren McFadden and Nelson Aguilar discussion, even more so of a reason to get and talk a little bit about baseball. So let's get to it because yeah. we because <laughs> I can't Please. I can't bear to hear a Nelson Aguilar conversation, John. Ooh. I just can't do it. It's gross. No, he's he, yeah, gross. Okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. All right, so let's start with this lineup. Right now, I can tell you the lineup of pitchers tonight. I don't know if there's a sure thing cash game pitcher on this slate. Now, Jimmy Nelson's been very good this year, 9,400. He's at home. He has been very good at home this year, so I think he's probably the safest. So if you just don't want to mess around and not get cute at all, I understand the Jimmy Nelson love. He is going against Cincinnati, and that is a lineup that can score some runs at times. After that, you got Rich Hill at 93. I understand the strikeout potential is there, but we all know Rich Hill in terms of ability to put up a quality start is limited. Carrasco's given up 10 earned runs in his last two starts. And then you got Danny Duffy. So for me, I think Danny Duffy, on a night where there's no, yep, lock it down option, I kind of liken Duffy against the White Sox. What say you here on this one? Yeah, 
it, you know, I think it's very telling when, when the, when seemingly, at least to me, the, the obvious answer is Rich Hill, then the, the question is obviously, or things are just very, very wrong. And I, I think that just is the Unless case it's one tonight. of those Jeopardy things where like, he gets blisters every five minutes. <laughs> he gets what blisters is, on his fingers. <laughs> what is Rich Hill? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, precisely. So that that's pretty much the extent of that. So at first glance, I, I did uh, like Rich Hill. You know, he's at home, got a got nice numbers at home. Um, he's got pretty even splits over overall, I would say. But you know, uh, more than a strikeout per inning at home, and the Padres are just terrible. Um, but but Duffy Duffy stood out to me as as the choice. I mean, uh, I know he's on the road, and the White Sox do hit a little bit better at at home, and. Uh, coming off a, an exciting win uh, last night. But Duffy, you know, last five starts uh, coming out of the All-Star break, 32 and a third innings, uh, strikeouts down a little bit, 26 uh, strikeouts in that stretch, but only four walks, uh, 278 ERA, uh, 118 whip. So uh, that that's definitely encouraging. And the White Sox have a 25% strikeout rate. So maybe uh, Duffy's uh, strikeouts bounce back up tonight. So I think for me, even though the White Sox uh, also hit hit lefties a little bit better than they do righties, I, I still think that he, Duffy makes the most sense for me tonight. Yeah, the rest of the slate is rough. So it means if you're going to play GPPs, you got to be uh, very smart here because Hamels is going against Morton. I don't really want anything to do with that game. I can't figure out that end for sure. Uh, you've got Jake Faria at home taking on Carrasco and the Indians. Now, I'll say that Faria has some appeal to me if I'm doing multi-entry. Yes. Because he's pitched very well. Nice bounce back start after the bad start in Yankee Stadium. So I like what I see out of Faria. Plus in Tampa, you got to like that. Carrasco, although a little bit better pitcher on the road, Carrasco has not been Carrasco lately. And then you got guys like Taiwan Walker in Arizona. You got Eduardo Rodriguez in Yankee Stadium. You got Lackey, Ubaldo Jimenez. It's brutal. It's, it's brutal out there. And I'll tell you what, the other reason I like Duffy so much, and I think he might play in GPP and cash games, is because Ronaldo Lopez making his debut, although Lopez is a very talented young man, he cannot be long for this game. I imagine that pitch count will be very stringent. You're looking at 100 at the most. So probably Lopez will be gone and means a lot more uh, a lot more of that middle relief tier. So I'm thinking Duffy might be a crossover play tonight. Uh, that's interesting. I was kind of uh, thinking of going the other way with that. It, it was more like, it, you know, if if you don't go the Duffy route and you kind of wanted to take a flyer uh, and you didn't want to go Nick Pavetta, I, I like Nick Pavetta in general, but it just seems like the Mets, your Mets, just absolutely mash the Phillies Easy or whatever. They just, they just feel that, like taking I'm, out all I'm of their gonna, frustrations on those I'm poor guys. I'm so close, John. I'm so close to disowning them. I know they're my <laughs> Mets, but, I mean, it's getting – after that Bruce trade, too, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> My Mets, uh, it's but, brutal. It's brutal. But I mean, Lopez, like you said, the ta- the talent's there. Uh, Kansas City uh, probably just doesn't have the book on him yet. And uh, you, I mean, you make really good points about about uh, you know uh, Ventura being pretty strict with it with uh, Lopez's pitch count tonight. Uh, so I think that makes some sense. But um, you know, maybe Lopez kind of lucks his way into into you know five and a five and two thirds and gets, you know, gets six or seven strikeouts. Uh, so, I mean, it's not like a great play or anything, but I mean, it does save you a ton of money. And tonight's a night where you probably want to load up on bats a fair bit because there are so many punching bags uh, taking the mound. Yeah. You know, what's funny. You did something I did a couple weeks ago as I referred to Ventura as the manager of the White Sox still. 
and it's Rick Renteria, and I oh. forgot to. And I did the same exact thing a couple weeks ago, and somebody banged me on Twitter. So before no. anybody bangs my friend John McKechnie on Twitter, you come through me first, all right? Yeah. Shut up. Shut your mouth. Don't worry about it. I got your back, McKechnie. I did the same yeah, thing. I'm impressed because, by your Wikipedia skills, Mr. Internet Troll. Yeah, way to go. Because like, Rick Renteria is entering into the consciousness of any of us at any given time. Yeah, dear Lord. Like his family barely invites him over for the holidays. All right. <laughs> well, we got... More importantly, you got to figure out the stacks tonight. So we got Kyle Gibson and Annabelle Sanchez in the mound uh, in that Detroit-Minnesota game. We've got Arizona in play with all of the Cubs and Taiwan Walker. I think that's worthy of discussing as well. Uh, maybe the Dodgers against Clayton Richard or some of those people there. Uh, and then you've got Washington with San Francisco. Now, there might be some weather in there tonight. We'll see as time goes on. But uh, Chris Stratton's going to be taking the mound, another one where, you know, I, I – don't know how long Chris Stratton is going to be yeah. pitching, but he's not a guy that terrifies me whatsoever. So I think those are some of the stacks. And let's get to some of the offense because I think that's really where we got to figure it out tonight. Now, my favorite catcher we all know is still on the DL, uh, my boy Sal Perez, which means we got to figure something else out now. Gary Sanchez is at 3800 That price jumped from a couple days ago. Uh, I liked him so much there when it was around 32 Now it's back up to 38 What a difference you know, a, a home run game makes. With the yeah. algorithm. Uh, I think too expensive, though, even on this slate for me. What are your thoughts on Sanchez tonight? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, just doubly so for, for Yachty. I mean, I, for as hot as Yachty's been um, lately, you know, I think the, the Grand Slam certainly kind of helped bump his price up. But, I mean, I'm not paying 4000 for a catcher, period, unless it's Buster Posey and Coors and, and, and there's, like, no one else out there or something. So, uh, it, again, you know, uh, Yachty, you got to like how he's been playing, but I, I just don't see sinking 4,000 into the catcher spot for, for a guy like him. Now, Grandal did play against the lefty a couple days ago, so we'll see if that trend continues at 27. That's something worth keeping an eye on. Uh, as you continue to go down here, you could go with one of the Houston, whatever, Houston catchers in the, in the mix tonight. That's certainly viable also. But, you know, I want to say it's a responsible punt to catcher because you really can't find too many things that you like. And if you're looking for a responsible punt, I mean – at 2300 I guess, you know, Urena and Lucroy, you can make that assumption there. He is walking in the last couple of games. That's a positive sign. It's still not a great play. At most, I'm hoping that he gives me, you know, maybe I get a 9.9 out of him, and at least he returns a little two to three times value. But yeah. at least it allows me to go up the board another place and maybe spend more on a pitcher in GPP. No, I think I think I think that makes some sense. You know, you're, you're betting on just sort of the overall talent. Um, what do you make of you know? You touched on that uh, Minnesota Detroit game. I think we both are in agreement that are in agreement that there's going to be a lot of runs in that one. What do you make of VMart being twenty two hundred? Yeah, yeah I mean, it's he's same been exact so thing. bad lately. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's the same you know, thing. Twenty two. Yeah, it's the same thing. He's he's going to be at you hope for nine points. Like, you're just hoping. But my problem with him is there's been so many goose eggs, so right. many offers for Victor Martinez. And not that Luke Croy is killing it, but to, for the slight difference in price, I think that if I'll spend the extra $100 for Luke Croy in that scenario, because I, I, looked, I looked long and hard at Vmart, and I just have a hard time, you know, unfortunately getting there right now. It's just not a good scenario. And you hope maybe that, you know, that Colorado offense maybe puts together some runs against Urena. But in between it, it's it's tough. I mean, you got the Cameron Rupps of the world in that $23 price range as well, going against Seth Lugo. Uh, Rupp has some power, but that's another one of these zero or whatever. I'd rather take the guy like Luke Croy, who I think has better contact rates historically. I'm trying to go historically, 
right now. I think it's the only thing I can do. I can't. There's nothing else I like it's right tough. now. It's hard out here right now, man. It's, Catcher it's is bad. Brutal. Please come back, Sal Perez. Please. <laughs> All right. Joey Votto, 4,900 at first uh, against the Milwaukee and Jimmy Nelson. You got Goldschmidt uh, at home against Lackey. So I think we're going to have some shares here uh, of some – Chicago and Arizona as well. I think that's one that we certainly like. You got Bellinger going against the lefty. Doesn't scare me off, but at 43, I just think you can do much better. Uh, where's the value that you see today at first base? Because clearly first base is a place where as much as you love Goldschmidt, it's not a necessity. So where would you go if you weren't going to pay up for the top? Because I think he's the clear top guy to pay for tonight. Uh, yeah, no, you're, you're right on there. Uh, anytime that you can get Goldschmidt at home, and especially, you know, Lackey, who's uh, – you know, he, he's been extremely hittable lately. I, you know, he doesn't get like totally, totally lit up, but um, he's still um, just a, a guy that you shouldn't, you shouldn't like be shying away from uh, when it comes to Goldschmidt. Uh, I guess as far as first base goes, I look to load up at different spots today. So I'm looking to save it first. And uh, it's not a very exciting pick, but Eric Hosmer is just really, really consistent. Uh, 3,400. That, that's a pretty solid price for, what you can expect in return for, for a guy like that, that uh, really good average, really good on base. Uh, you like the, the possibility of an extra base hit in there, even though uh, it's probably not likely that he goes yard. And like we mentioned, you know, he's going against a young pitcher that might not be long for that game, get some exposure to a White Sox bullpen that has been completely pillaged by the rest of the of Major League Baseball. Um, so he, he should get some favorable matchups in there tonight. So at 3,400, saving a little bit at first base, I think th- that makes some sense to me. Yeah, Jesus Aguilar is at 2K. He's min-salary, and he's been playing, at least getting some, you know, some at-bats here and there, it seems like. Now, if he's in the lineup tonight, that's something to keep an eye on, too, because Homer Bailey's pitching. So, all the Milwaukee you can give me, please. That's what I want. I want all the Milwaukee that's out there. Also, Wilmer Flores is on a bit of a tear, too. Now, I know, you know, usually you like him against lefties, but... At 3,100, that's another play where if you want to spend up at other positions, I think you can get by. Let's talk about the other end of the diamond. Let's go to third base over here. Nolan Arenado at 41. Kyle Seeger, a.k.a. Corey's brother, if you look at his jersey this weekend, which is <laughs> – that's, that's such an awesome move. Good for him. Winner. Winner all the <laughs> way around. Just a winner. Uh, Josh Donaldson at 41. You know, it's been a rough year for Donaldson all the way around, but he does get tie-on in this matchup. And I would say in the last couple games you can see – he had three walks two nights ago, two home runs three nights ago. I think Donaldson's starting to heat up a little bit, and I think at 41, he is a sneaky good play if you're not looking for a third baseman as part of a stack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, in that one-off scenario, because I think you and I both agree that we're probably not trying to get uh, multiple Blue Jays in our lineup. But Tyon, unfortunately, you know, considering everything that's happened to him this year, uh, he, you know, he's been lit up in in his last couple of starts, um, a couple, you know, negative outings. Um, so I think that Donaldson can definitely take advantage of that. Um, and I think, you know, you bring up a good point that, uh, you, in looking at his kind of baseline season long numbers, not overly impressive, not very Donaldson like, but if you, if you look a little bit closer the last couple of weeks or, you know, since the all-star break, things do look to be turning around. He's got, it looks like he's got a swing back and, you know, his leg is back to healthy. So yeah, 4,100, uh, for, for that matchup at, at home, uh, I think it does make some sense as well. Yeah, Jose Ramirez has cooled off considerably now. He's at 34, but I don't think I want to go that route. Uh, Shaw, on the other hand, I do like now that he's back in the lineup. He missed a couple days, uh, but Shaw, that lefty bat, signed me up there in GPP, especially for Shaw. Uh, if I'm going cash game too, I think if you don't like Donaldson, uh, I think the other way you can go if you want to go this route too is Mustakas because, again, I – 
after Lopez is out, you're getting into that middle relief there of the White Sox, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of that. So uh, I think Mustakas, you could sign me up for $100 less, or if you want to do a couple different lineups and play around with it, you got Mustakas in one, you got Donaldson in the other, if you do a multi-entry tonight. But I think when you look at the depth here at third base, it's a much better scenario to go for that, you know, 37 and up crew rather than trying yeah. to save money. First even base, our guy, Jake better. Lamb, even our guy Lamb is yeah. 3,500. 3, I like Sano a lot too. I wanted to throw that out there. Just, I, I like Minnesota tonight uh, going against Annabelle Sanchez. Yeah, I was concerned about the hand, but the last two games has put that concern away. He's hitting mm. the ball again, so I'm not really worried about that. It was a little concerned he was banged up there missed a couple games but uh, he looks healthy I agree with you 100% on that one I I love Sano too that's why it's 37 and up it's a pay for third base night go get your third baseman you can save a little bit on pitching tonight across the board so there's extra money to play around with and I think it's be wise if you were to spend it there all right let's go to second base here we got Jose Altuve 41 top of the board you know we we've done a lot of lineups with Scope and Merrifield and all these guys but I want to go a little Altuve I know it's Hamels but Altuve versus lefties, and he's only 4,100. Uh, he's so good against left-handed pitching. I know it's Hamels, and Hamels is still a, a very a, a good, respectable major league pitcher, but I'm not scared of Hamels, so I think this is another night where extra money in the budget. Give me a little Jose Altuve. That, and that, that's a totally good point, and, and uh, when you look at who else is priced right at that same point, uh, Brian Dozier, I think, you know, when, when those two are priced the same, it's a no-brainer to go the Altuve route. And, we, you know, we've seen Altuve, you know, closer to 4500 for a lot of this week. Um, and it's in Texas, so it's going to be hot. The ball's going to be flying. Um, so got to love Altuve there. I do really like Dozier right now, though. I know that uh, you prefer to try to get him against a lefty, and he, he doesn't get a lefty tonight. He gets a righty. But um, he has taken Sanchez deep, I believe, three times in his career. So uh, that, that's somewhat encouraging. And, you know, that was probably when Sanchez was, you know, a pseudo-viable pitcher as to, as to you know, the 2017 form of him. So I like Dozier, and I got, I got to watch a fair bit of that uh, Minnesota-Milwaukee series this week. And Dozier is, is red hot right now. Um, so I, I think that he's also uh, definitely in play for me, even though he is really expensive for a second baseman. Now your cash game savings for second base, the guy I talked about the other night on the podcast. And since I did, he put up 19 points that night, then nine, then 15 and change. So Logan Forsyth against the lefty, also 34. Uh, to me, that's a very viable cash game guy. If you want to pay up to the top of the board, solidify Nelson there, you know, at his price point, because you figure, well, it's Homer Bailey on the other end, you know, anything's possible. Homer Bailey could win a game, but let's try to play the averages. I think Forsyth is a guy that's a cost savings for sure. I know Daniel Murphy is down at 35-2, and it's tempting, but that hip seems to be bothering him. I'm not getting involved in that. I'm staying away from that until he proves otherwise. I know there's opportunity because the price is down, but right now, you know, when you're dealing with a hip issue, that's a serious thing, especially for a guy who's more of a lower half hitter like Daniel right. Murphy. No, that's a, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, uh, anything, you know, kind of, core or hip related is obviously concerning when you know there's so much torque on that uh in your swing so yeah that that is concerning um i think if you move down the board a little bit it looks like yo mancada is starting to figure things out 2900 he does have a tougher matchup than almost anyone else out there though uh going against danny duffy and then same price uh 2900 uh jed lowry gets ubaldo and um oddly enough Jed Lowry is tied for the major league lead in doubles. So, I mean, you're not, you're not necessarily a quietly good runs. year. A yeah. Great, and, great point out, man. Cause Lowry, I have him in a bunch of season long, you know, deeper leagues and he's just been 
plugging away as a middle infielder yep. for me. He, he lashed two of them last night, looked really good. And, uh, yeah, so he's tied with uh, Daniel Murphy with 35 doubles apiece, uh, major league lead, which is, you know, something that you definitely would not have called uh, coming into the year. So, uh, you know, that's sort of one where you get some exposure to a guy with upside that is going to have, you know, definitely single-digit uh, ownership percentage. All right, so if there's a little savings at second base you can find, a little savings at first base, I'm also all for not only paying up for Altuve at second, but I'm all for paying up for Gene Segura against Ricky Nolasco at 4K. Uh, yeah, it, it's a lot. You got to pay up for him, but he is locked in right now. We're talking some multi-hit games. We're talking walks. We're talking stolen bases. We're talking home runs. He's giving you everything right now. He's also giving you lots of at-bats, and that's what you want. So if you're going to pay up and try to get that – leadoff guy, the guy towards the top of the order, that's exactly what uh, Segura can do for you. So I don't care if it's overpriced or a little bit. It's it's fine. I'm willing to pay for it. We always say Didi's in play. Uh, it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but I think that's a little overrated with Didi if you look at the splits. Yeah. Um, and it's in Yankee Stadium where he's always been historically better. But I think I'd rather pay up if I can afford it and go with Segura over Didi. What are your thoughts on those two? Yeah, yeah, Segura right now, um, the, you know, that the whole top third of, of that Mariners lineup is really clicking nicely right now with, with Cruz and Cano as well, you know, a couple of our other uh, favorites on this show. Um, so I think, yeah, because, because there are savings to be had, um, you know, at first base or second base, uh, you know, we just mentioned a couple of viable guys under 3,000, uh, that can certainly uh, allow you to stretch your dollar a little bit further um, at short. If you wanted to go... Uh, that you know a little bit cheaper though uh Andrelton Simmons on the other side of that game has been swinging a, a good bat I think he went yard uh last night and he's been solid and he's going against a left-hander uh this evening and then uh Tim Beckham who's hitting a clean 500 since joining the Orioles uh lashed a couple of uh extra base hits last night you know that field is so so spacious it, it allowed him to to uh, get over to third for a triple and then he also had a double pretty comfortably um so I think both of those guys at 3200 um, are in play for me as well. I mentioned this the other night. I mentioned Orlando Arcio when DVR and I were doing the podcast. And I said, even though he's hitting at the bottom of the order, sometimes the fact that he's getting some of these weak pitching matchups, he's getting the extra at bat that he needs to bring that, you know, fourth at bat to the table. And that's something I think that's in play again tonight against Homer Bailey. In fact, who knows? He could see five at bats tonight, considering the way there Homer Bailey and company go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and great job, Bear, bringing up Tim Beckham, too. That's uh, certainly been sometimes a change of scenery. You know, things happen, guys click, and then all of a sudden guys start flying off there. Yeah, because, you, know? you, you know, he's in Tampa for so long, he gets kind of labeled as a, as a bust because he was a f- former number one overall pick that never really got it done in Tampa. So I think, he, you know, the talent's obviously there. He just kind of needed to get out of Tampa Bay, and it's, it's paying off really, really nicely right now for Baltimore. Yeah, and Kettle Marte is the one last guy I want to talk about too because that's another guy kind of like Arcia in that sense. 2900 it's not going to cost you too much. I think that's a perfectly fine uh, you know, shortstop fade if you want to go down there and, and play around with some of these guys in the GPP world because, you know, there's a guy that's capable of putting up a 20-point night. You know, it's yeah, John he, Lackey. He's been dreadful, so why not Marte as well? Yeah, I've seen Marte. He's got a surprising amount of pop, or, and maybe you know some of it is aided a little bit by playing uh, in Arizona. But there have been some some times where I'm on Twitter and he goes yard, and I see the stat cast for it, and it's like, can tell Marte hit it on that far? Like you know, like we're talking like in the four sixties. So like he he really does have some pop, and and Lackey can certainly leave one up there, and it, it can get out of there in a hurry. So uh, that's a fine you know that's a fine way of getting some exposure to it to a Diamondbacks lineup going against Lackey. 
Yeah, Marte with a little bit of speed, too. Never hurt anyone either. So, all right, baseball has been here. So don't get stranded on first base without a Roto-Wire subscription. And don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Roto-Wire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire to claim it. You must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. And users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Roto-Wire. And just in time for football season, I might add, as well. All right, let's take a look at the outfield. Let's take this first tier. Trout, Harper, Cruz, Stanton, Blackman. Uh, that's that upper tier. I'm going to take Judge out of this upper tier right now, just the way he's been hitting of late, and it's been yeah. a quiet second half, which is understandable. There was no way he was going to sustain that pace. So, yeah, yeah. with that, like it's a, it's borderline impossible to be to like hit you know hit 330 while also homering in like 10 percent a year at bats like he was doing. That's just like unheard of. All right, well, look for 5K Bryce Harper against Stratton. I'll pay for Bryce Harper tonight. I'll pay for him in the GPP world. I'm happy with him. I'll pair him up with a little mini stack there with somebody on the other end if I need to. And Bryce Harper for me as long as the weather cooperates. What say you? Am I crazy to pay that much? No, absolutely not. Not when it's Bryce Harper. Not when it's, uh, you know, a a gas can of a pitcher potentially that, you know, uh, probably isn't going to go deep into that game against that Nationals lineup that's pretty much just uh, a nightmare top to bottom, even without guys like Trey Turner and a less than 100% Daniel Murphy. And then also just something that, that I've kind of noticed is the ball does really fly out in Washington. And uh, I know that there, there's a potential for some rain in the forecast, but that just means it's going to be really like hot and humid and muggy in D.C. Uh, and that, that's always a good sign for the ball flying out. Um, so I think Harper can definitely get into one uh, this evening and make that 5000 uh, worth it. Yeah, and Ryan Braun at 4,100, that's another guy I want to talk about too because he got a little maintenance day the other day. So, uh, you know, Braun's getting older. He's had a lot of injuries, still having an okay season. I think against Homer Bailey at 41, I can justify this as part of the stack. I love Domingo Santana. He he kills the Reds in general. He he, he really does. Bingo, and he kills the Reds in general. (laughs) You're 100% right. Just, Just period. Yeah, uh, and I can't get much further than that. Let's talk about A.J. Pollock at 36, too, if you're going to talk about Diamondbacks, talking about him and Lackey. You know, Pollock has been consistent but unspectacular so far. Is the $3,600 enough to get you interested, or is it too much because of the lack of big games that he's had? Because it's a lot of, like, threes and – it's a lot of sixes and nines, but not a whole lot of 20s, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's definitely not not what you uh, were hoping for when when you were getting him at at the start of the season. Um, I think not only is that sort of lack of big game potential bothersome to me, but I also see who's around him, who's in that neighborhood price wise. Um, I know Tommy Pham has cooled off considerably, but uh, for a hundred dollars more, you can get a guy in Odubel Herrera who is a completely different player uh, since the All Star break. He's been absolutely ridiculous. He had a home run the other day that uh, you know almost Vlad Guerrero like the ball was really close to being in the dirt, and Herrera still was able to take it out. And, and uh, McCutcheon too. So both those guys are thirty seven hundred. Um, I know. McCutcheon gets to go against Stroman. That's not ideal, uh, but I think you know either Herrera or McCutcheon. I would I would spend the extra hundred instead of going for Pollock. I'll tell you who I love more than McCutcheon. It's based on matchup, but it's Chris Taylor at thirty eight hundred. He was four K a couple games ago, but I love him against the lefty and Richard. Uh, Taylor's just been on fire. There's a certain point where you gotta just kind of give it up and realize that Chris Taylor's having a season that you know no matter how much you don't want to believe in it, it's happening. Okay, yeah, it's happening. He's gonna end up probably as a 2020 guy at the end of the season and not with an everyday job necessarily, which is staggering when you think about it. Yeah, that, that's absolutely remarkable. What he, you know, he just kind of uh, got his chance and, and sort of, 
you know, earlier on in the season when, when the Dodgers were having all those outfield injuries, he just kind of like taught himself how to play center field when Jock Peterson was out. And then once he started getting his everyday at bats, he started, you know, becoming like a, a very productive player. So yeah, uh, we had one of the better uh, fantasy surprises all season long. Starting Marte also in the second half, starting to look a little bit better of late. That's another guy, too, if you're trying to save a little bit of cash. You want to pay up for the Goldschmidt, let's say, at first base and save in the outfield. You could do that with Marte. I love Herrera, too. You mentioned him earlier. He's been terrific, uh, you know, outside of maybe he needs to hustle a little bit more, according to his manager. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, all the way down at 3,100, Domingo Santana. I just can't figure out why this guy with 18 bombs and 59 RBIs. I, I understand, you know, two quiet games there, but. Homer Bailey's just the type of pitcher to get you right again. And as long as that wrist is okay and he seems to be starting and, and back and he's hitting the lead off again, I mean, uh, to me, give me all things Domingo Santana. Nah, uh, yeah, I'm totally with you there. Uh, Domingo, Domingo's been really consistent for the most part all season. And then uh, you just want, you know, uh, or you got to like that he's top, hitting top third of that lineup. I don't know, but for some reason um, – the Brewers just kind of give me pause. I, you know, having watched them a fair bit over these last few weeks, they just they they seem to have been completely sapped since uh, maybe the trade deadline or or, or I don't know what it was, but the, this offense that was just absolutely slaughtering everybody in its path in the first half just has gone really anemic. It's been, uh, I think, in terms of weighted on base over the last thirty days, I think it's the worst in baseball actually. So um, for for how much I, I do buy Santana and I love this matchup. There just seems to be some kind of bad juju going on with the Brewers' offense right now, and I, I can't quite put my finger on it. All right, is the juju enough that Keon Broxton at 24 is a guy that doesn't enter into it? Because that's another guy since getting called back up has certainly been producing. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a guy that that um, always seems to kind of re- respond well when, when something like that happens. It definitely happened to him. Uh, last year he started out uh, like 0 for 20 or something gets sent down then comes back up and he's productive the rest of the way so uh if you do need to if you do need to save um some money i think broxton at 24 uh would be would be an all right play i wouldn't be like particularly stoked about it um but i like it i like it better than you know who else is in that uh you know surrounding area well byron buxton in 23 if you want to do some you know you know differential around the same price point and i'll tell you what uh, you know, Buxton in this matchup today that he's got where we talk about Minnesota having opportunity to score runs against Annabelle Sanchez. We got, you know, if you put Broxton, Buxton, and Harper together in the outfield and paid up everywhere for, you know, the Seguras and Altuves, and I mean, that that's a fascinating route to go because I think, you know, when all said and done, you're talking about uh, a pretty decent enough outfield where you can go in, get some of those big-time infield bats, and probably still afford Jimmy Nelson if you do it smartly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, Buxton, you know, uh, speed potential there uh, as well. So yeah, if you want to go towards the lower end of the board, I think I'm going to try to stick, you know, mostly in 3000 and above for, for uh, outfield. But uh, if you, if you do need that value, then, then certainly he has some upside there. And 2200, I'll throw one more out there. Lefty righty matchup against Marco Gonzalez. Cameron Maben pretty much fresh off the DL. So as long as he's in the lineup, that's another guy. There's potential there. Uh, you know, sometimes some of these guys, you just need one of them. That's a complete, you know, lineup maker. Also, Reese Hoskins is 21. There's a lot of these guys floating around there tonight if you want to get involved. If Hoskins is in the lineup tonight against Seth Lugo, Lugo is not a guy that scares you. It's not Jacob DeGrom on the mound. So you can follow him on Twitter at Johnny McKex. You can follow me at Joe Pisa PS17. For everybody here at Rotowire, have a great night of Daily Fantasy. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.